0: Hey, hey! you're listening to Pueblo's Health, a podcast by the Pueblo Department of Public Health and Environment. I'm your host, Tristan Garcia, communications specialist here at PDPH&E, and I am so glad you've taken the time out of your day to learn about public health in your community. The one-stop shop for all things public health in Pueblo. What a great podcast we've got. And bringing back a familiar face, well, voice for you, you can't see the face, I wish you could because it's such a ray of sunshine this morning. Melinda Sentence, health promotion specialist here at the health department. Melinda, how are you?
1: Good morning, Pavlo. Good morning, Tristan. I am doing great. How are you?
0: So good and even better now. I wish I could take your energy, throw it in a bottle and (laughs) give it to everybody listening today because they've got a wonderful treat coming. Your words have power. A campaign that you have worked on so diligently today we've got one of our members Ann Cabello in with us today Ann, how are you this morning
2: I'm good thank you
0: good I'm <laughs> so glad you're here Melinda and Anne, uh, this program is so so powerful and I'm gonna start Melinda with a question for you your words have power if this is not something someone's familiar with What is the campaign?
1: So Your Words Have Power um, was created by the Pueblo Department of Public Health and Environment to, A, decrease stigma in our community, but also empower those who are still struggling with substance use disorder that recovery is absolutely possible. So with that being said, we have interviewed and we will continue to interview individuals who have struggled with a substance use disorder in the past or are still struggling. And um, just to share their stories, we want to hear their stories because it can encourage people who are still struggling that, hey, if she can do it, if he can do it, then maybe I will be able to do it. So, and that is the whole thing behind that. Then also, we have those stories printed on big displays, and with that, we go around places such as the city hall or the library, and we actually display those, case, those displays. So, if you ever see it coming up next, go ahead and check it out.
0: Yeah, people can find out where those displays are going to be at our website, PuebloHealth.org. You can always follow along on social media. Follow us on Facebook at Pueblo Health. But today, we're giving you a, first, uh, a first-hand a look and listen at what Your Words Have Power is all about. And Cabello, our, joys, uh, our guest, joining us today. And I first applaud you and thank you um, on joining us today. This is a very... Uh, sensitive topic for a lot of people to talk about. And it has never been for you. You use it to empower others. uh, And I thank you for that. And and I applaud you on the work you've done to this point.
2: Thank you. I feel honored to be able to reach out and help people. And I hope my story does help people.
0: Well, I want to start by asking a very blunt question and and I hope this is okay with you to answer, but knowing that recovery is something that starts with a problem, a misuse disorder, knowing that this uh, revolves around substance use. For you, what was that substance that you were struggling with?
2: Uh, cocaine. I used to smoke cocaine.
0: And for, for how long? How long were you really struggling? Um, off and on, like 20 years. For those twenty years, Anne, how, how deeply did that really affect your life? I mean, how how do you wish you could have lived life differently through that time and, and how did you see it really taking a hold?
2: Um, I wasn't a very good parent. I was there but I wasn't there. My father in law, mother in law helped raise my kids and um I now that I watch my kids with their kids and my grandkids and sports and everything that they Um, support them in like I didn't do that with my kids and that's one thing I wish I could go back and do because it's awesome watching them achieve and my kids being there for them
0: but knowing that you were able to overcome some of those obstacles and and change things change your story now you're able to do that and recognize that those around you are doing it what does that feel like what does that feel like to know that that wasn't the end of your story you got to rip that page out and start over
2: it's a good feeling to wake up every day I'm going on four years in my own apartment the whole time I was using I stood here there Um, I would get a place keep it for maybe a month or two and So I've been in my apartment now for four years, and it's the best feeling in the world. I've um, started school. I got state certified as a peer and family specialist. Um, It just feels good to know that I'm not that person anymore. And I mean, I guess deep down inside, that person's there. It's just that I can't let her come out.
0: You said, hold the phone, I'm busy getting my degree. And that's huge. That is big time news. Tell us a little bit about that. You're going back to school. What are you studying? What got you back into the, the flow of, of going back to get an education?
2: So I um, in 2011, I think I started at PCC um, for criminal justice. And I went there for two and a half years. And then I messed up so that I went to CSU. Um, and I messed up there. So I just kept hearing this voice to go back to school. And at first I couldn't go. And then there's a program that's called finish what you started. And, um, they got on that program and they helped me get back in school. And so this is my, my first semester. I got a 3.75 grade average. Nice. Yeah. I started school again Tuesday. For this semester. So it's a good feeling. Wow.
0: Come back stronger than ever. Mm -hmm. Uh, Melinda, I know you've got an important question. This is one you focus on all the time. I'll let you ask it.
1: Yes. So actually, I have a few questions for you, Anne. And if you don't want to answer any of them, just remain silent. So (laughs) (laughs) one of the first one, one of the first questions that I would like to ask you. And now, did you have a support system throughout your journey? My kids never gave up on me. And that's awesome. Ever. They never, they
2: would, you know, offer me, did you eat, Mom? Do you want to come sleep over? This and this and that. They never, ever gave up on me and... I'm so thankful for them.
1: That's awesome. Yeah, I, having a great support system is important, even if that person is uh, struggling with a substance use disorder. Um, and I'm glad you really had that support system, Anne, and you still have that great support system. Mm-hmm. I've met your husband. I have not met your son, but I know your husband is very is on your side. Mm-hmm. He's got your back, and that is amazing. Um, so one questions, one other questions that I question that I have. Is So if you have one opportunity to tell Pablo um, if there's a person that is struggling right now and is a son or a daughter, what would you tell the mother or the father of that um, struggling uh, child?
2: I would just tell them that just to keep loving them. Not to shut them out. I know it's frustrating because sometimes as an addict, we tend to take things that are ours and say words that are mean, but they're not in the right mindset. So us being in the right mindset, our words do have power. I agree. Lots of power. And if they feel the love and they feel the support, it's going to eventually break through to them. If you con- um, condemn them and say, oh, you're never going to change, I, this and that, you know what I mean, it's, that's going to stick to them too. So, you know, love and support and, you know, I deal with it too and it's hard. There's a lot of frustration, but, you know, go in a room and hit a pillow or anything like that, just... Be as supportive and loving as you can, and it'll get through. You know, just tell them every day you love them, and don't pressure that you need to get clean. You need to get clean. It'll happen when they're ready, and they just need love and support.
1: Did somebody, did you ever feel pressure that somebody wanted you to go to treatment, or is that a decision that you made on your own? I think in the
2: end... Nobody ever asked me to go to treatment. I think I just felt like so much love. Like I actually got on a program back then too. Um, It was called Rapid Housing and um, they helped me get in an apartment. And at that time I was ready to get clean and I just wanted my own spot in life where I could shut the door on the world. And it worked. I've been there for four years so
1: now. It may have be four years. And that is so awesome. I am so proud of you. I know mm-hmm. I tell you many, many, million, millions of times, but <laughs> I really am. I'm one of your biggest fans. I'm very <laughs> proud of you. Uh, recovery is hard. And um, what got you motivated? What helped you stay motivated during especially the first early stages in recovery? If you think back the first three days, the first week, the first month, Like when you first get clean, it's like people say,
2: oh, it's day by day. No, it's not. It's minute by minute, five minutes by five minutes, ten minutes. Then you could go to days. But I think um, when I first got in my apartment and I used to walk around and I used to turn on all the lights and I used to turn on all the water and I'd just go sit on my floor. I didn't have any furniture. And I was just like... It was a big thing,
1: <laughs> mm. and it was just like something that I
2: just was like, how how could I have lived like I did for so long, and not have my own place? And I think getting my my own place and just seeing my kids come visit me and and come to my house to visit me and they were just so happy for me too. They were just everybody was just so happy. <laughs> yeah,
0: Melinda, if I can say. You said you were Anne's biggest fan, and you may still feel that way in your heart, but I cannot think of a person <laughs> I am rooting for more in this life, and I am so proud of you. I am so glad to have known you and had you share your story with us today. The campaign you were a part of, Your Words Have Power, is so meaningful. Knowing that people on the street, their words when they're speaking about substance use and and they're stigmatizing people, their words have power. You've taken that phrase and given it such a new lease on life saying that you now on the other side of recovery have so much power behind your words. And I hope our listeners feel that. I hope they know that your story is not alone, that you are not the only person that can do this. Anybody who's needing that help can do this. And I thank you so much. A final parting message for anybody listening today
2: just remember those that saying your words have power your words can make or break a person and give them hope or discourage them to go dig themselves in a hole or something like just try and be loving and and understanding and um, this life will be a better place for everybody
0: I'm so glad and that you shared your story with us today, that you had a chance to talk. Melinda, before we get out of here, I know you've got one final note.
1: One final note. So if you ever feel sad or down where you want to hurt yourself or others, know that you are not alone. There's help out there. Call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. Their number is one 800 273 8255 help is always available
0: and 988 if they need it the emergency line now updated melinda and Ann, thank you so much for joining me today on pueblo's health a podcast by the pueblo department of public health and environment we're going to keep the your words have power campaign train rolling so we'll have more members of this campaign joining us in future months i thank our guests so much today i thank you for listening and i hope you have a wonderful rest of your day